0: Okay, then.
1: Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? (laughs) Witchbuster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7
0: FM. Arizona's Sports Station from the Auction Community Studios on this Friday morning. It is the Wolf and Luke show. Wolf is in Tennessee, but he's also right here to talk to us from Tennessee. Wolf, how are you feeling about a good Friday here heading into the final weekend of preseason football?
1: Yeah, you know what? I was just talking to Maloney a little bit on that one right there. It doesn't kind of feel like a Friday. Here I am, Luke. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, baby. The land of the beards. And yet at the same time, I can tell you, it feels weird. It doesn't really feel like a Friday. You can just let it go. You can't let it go. You can't do that because you're going to be working this weekend. Do you feel me on that one?
0: Well, I thought every day was supposed to be Friday in Nashville, but otherwise, yes, I I feel you on that one.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just feels a little bit weird knowing, hey, you just can't let it go. You can't cut it loose. But you know what? I'm happy for you guys. You have a weekend coming up. Are you saying that
2: you and Pauly aren't hitting up, uh, what's that famous street called in Nashville?
1: Broadway. Oh, there See, you already know. You're already there. Are you guys partying with Blake Shelton? Well, you know what I'm going to tell you right now, Mel, we were not partying with Blake Shelton at all. Have you seen it? I will tell you the Arizona Cardinals had a little get-together, as a matter of fact. Uh, Something Michael Bidwell so graciously provided for the organization. Uh, The employees that are all here actually had a a dinner catered at already O L E Red. Do you know what All Red is, ladies and gentlemen? Well, don't worry about it. It is a barbecue and bar place. It's a joint, and guess who it's owned by? Blake Shelton.
0: Yeah, sounds like you're really working out there, Wolf. Sounds, sounds <laughs> okay, well,
1: let me just tell you. <laughs> every I, day I walked is a home Friday. Last night, no, 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 no. I was sitting there the whole time. We we had the the barbecue, and we had the little catered uh, dinner right there, and then people were going up to the bar on the roof, and there was a lot of karaoke going on and stuff like that, and it took me all of 15 minutes before I looked at my phone, and I was like, man, you haven't done any prep whatsoever for the show. (laughs) You have to go right now. And and when I get that, when I get that under my skin, it's done. It's over. And I knew that. I I left early. I was gone an hour and a half into that dinner. And yet, there were a lot of guys, Paul (laughs) Calvisi. There were a lot of guys that actually hung out there for quite some time, and I heard there was a karaoke fest going on. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I will tell you right now, it was a party here for the organization last night.
0: You didn't want to do karaoke of Tool or anything? You didn't want to do, be up there for like 18 minutes doing
1: one song? You know, I honestly, I uh, couldn't do the Tool, but maybe the Pantera. Okay, Yeah, you have maybe been known. Who Pantera.
2: would you have called out in real
1: time? Zayvon uh, <laughs> Collins? Let me see. Um, no, I'm not going to name names. Okay. <laughs> Once again, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I have a few people I would have called out. <laughs> but I'm not going to mention who that was. It's really been a, a great week for the most part overall, I would say, and beneficial to a lot of the players. In particular, I would say the wide receivers and the corners because of all the one-on-one work they've been doing, not only against the Tennessee Titans, but also against themselves.
0: So, But don't bury the lead here. You did get barbecue, at least.
1: I did get barbecue, okay, so yes. Just, just to That's put a, that in, in awesome. perspective.
0: You had some awesome barbecue. Maloney's been here Boy working skate. since like 3 in the morning, and I had a donut I just found on the floor for breakfast. Okay. So that's, that's where we are, okay? You know, you will eat anything. I'm not even sure it was a donut. It might have been a bagel that just got really kind of sideways. Uh, all right, so let's look ahead to this game now that is finally tomorrow. This is It Wolf preseason over after tomorrow for the Cardinals. Still have two weeks before that first regular season game, but... You know, we've, we've talked about the running back position. That's the one that really jumps out to me, but that's not the only thing to watch tomorrow. Here's uh, here's Cliff Kingsbury, and again, it's Cliff in the preseason. He gives you pretty brief answers, but this is what he needs to see out of the final preseason game.
1: We, we want to see how this, some of these young guys close up camp. There's still some um, spots to, to be had, and um, they're going to get a great look and got a, a lot of reps and, and see how they close it out.
0: Also said, uh, as far as how they're going to handle roster moves, it's got to be cut down to 53-2. by two. Tuesday
1: afternoon. You don't have to wait that long, though. Yeah, we'll have a good we'll have a good feel for it on the fight. Uh, lots of conversations there, and um, we want to be fair to guys and, and give them plenty of heads up um, if they're not going to be a part of this team so they have a chance to go other places and, and handle what they need to handle.
0: So, Wolf, it's possible by the time we get back on the air Monday, we already have an idea of a good number of players that they've let go.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt we're going to have a very, very good idea as to what is going on right now. And I really do appreciate that about Cliff, for the most part, that he wants to go ahead and make this decision and maybe get uh, the names out there early. That also uh, gives him a little bit better chance of maybe hooking on with another team. Um, listen, going into the third preseason game, it's no longer the third preseason game when I was playing and how important that third preseason season game was um this is a completely different nfl it's a completely different scenario um watching this game coming up tomorrow night against the titans for me the only thing i'm looking at is who plays and how many reps they actually play who plays and how many reps i mean they're playing for a reason luke they are playing for a reason. Yes. What is that reason? Well, sometimes you're going to run guys out there to get them better. They need the reps. Isn't that right, Zaven Collins, Marco Wilson? Isn't that right? Yes. Other times, of course, it's going to be, well, you got to showcase them. You're going to give them the opportunity not only to make your roster, but also maybe to make somebody else's roster. Or maybe you're going to showcase them because... There's another team out there that may be interested in that guy, and they want to see him play. Somebody like Andy Isabella. Or the third reason, it's just out of necessity. You're going to play. You're going to get a lot of reps because you know what? You don't want to play your guys, <laughs> and because of that, these guys are probably going to be cut. It's all about who plays in this third preseason game and how many reps they get, and then you can kind of decipher why.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna we'll go deeper on the roster. Our own Tyler Drake's going to join us in a little bit. He has a piece up on ArizonaSports.com today that that predicts the 53 man roster through his eyes and I'll just tell you now Wolf we'll get into it with him in about a half hour but he has one player not making the team that I think everybody just assumed was going to make the team you know a month ago when camp started so that's in about 20 minutes but um, but to your point there are some guys like Chandler Wooten is a guy like this could be his moment to shine right I have to think he still has a chance to make this roster based on what he has done in camp and what he did in the, in the last preseason game for sure he's at least sticking around but you gotta remember the cuts now are not going from like, hey, we got to go from 85 to 80. You're going from 80 to 53. So a lot of players that you see, even on Saturday... You're not going to see him after Tuesday, at least not in a Cardinals uniform.
1: Yeah, you know, you bring up Chandler Wooten. You know, I've been all over this guy and really, really like what I'm seeing from him. Um, The the tough part for Chandler Wooten right now is the fact that he's got to show a little bit more in terms of being a good special teams player. Mm -hmm. He has some excellent instincts. He really does. When you put him as the inside linebacker, as a Mike linebacker, he shows those instincts instincts and does very very well he's got to show a little bit more want to i think in terms of special teams and being a good special teams contributor the problem is it's not like he's running a four six out there that is the problem. Yeah. Chandler Wooten is, is probably going to run a 4.8, a 4.85, somewhere in there. And when you're talking about a guy that is only 233 pounds, 234, if you want to get a little kooky, um, that is a bit of a concern when you're talking about playing Mike Linebacker. Uh, you've got to be able to cover some tight ends down the seam. Most tight ends are running better than a 4.85. you got to be able to cover some backs coming out of the backfield. So Chandler Wooten is interesting. He plays a little faster. Now, this is one of, the, one of the things you have to remember here. He plays a little faster on the field than what his clock time might be. So I'm really fascinated with number 50 and whether or not number 50 is going to make this team. He's a guy that I think the Cardinals are going to throw out there tomorrow night and see how many reps they can get out of him. Only because they want to be convinced, if we let this guy walk out of here, what are we letting go? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, look, look no further than last year with Brazil Douglas. I mean, you do have to be careful with every one of these guys. And, you know, maybe he goes out there and shows well enough, you know, specifically from Chandler Wooten's perspective. Maybe he shows well enough that he gets picked up by another team, even if the Cardinals let him go or, you know, practice squad. We'll see. But there is a lot on the line for most of the guys that play tomorrow. Just announced comedian Tom Segura is heading to Celebrity Theater for a special Netflix taping of his new world tour tickets are on sale now, but you can win a pair of them by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. All right, when we come back, Monty Williams, really haven't heard from him much this offseason. He has spoken on where his relationship stands with DeAndre Ayton. You'll hear what he said next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Back to the show, we are well, for just like just over a month really away from the Suns start of preseason. That October 5th game in LA against the Lakers, we're basically wrapping up August here this weekend. So not that far away from NBA basketball, and yet up until now, we really hadn't heard from Monty Williams. He was on Serious Radio yesterday and talked about, I talked about a few things, Wolf, but this is the one that really stood out to me, the most important
3: one at least, his relationship with DeAndre Ayton. You know, I've heard all that stuff second and third hand, all the narratives. Um, you know, the bottom line is I have to coach, and all of our players will tell you that I coach everybody. When I have to make a move like that, it's me calling calling them up it's never personal and i think DA said it best when he did an interview you know our relationship is calm and i've invested a lot of time into the the player and the person and when i do something like that it's because i want i want what's best for you but i also have to you know try my best to hold everybody accountable at the same time there are times where i wish i could have handled things a little bit differently i, I will you know, pick at myself, but our relationship, I I don't, I don't know where all that stuff is coming from. I have a great relationship with all of our guys uh, and I've built an, I think I've built up enough equity with every player on our team. They know how much I care about them and how much I love them, but I also have to coach them. All right, Wolf, I have about 30 things to say about that. I'm going to let you go first.
1: No, you know, honestly, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, It's just the, player-coach relationship, it is so critical to understand the player-coach relationship and the the respect that you really hope is going to be there on both parties. It's not just the the player that has respect for the coach, it's also got to be the coach having respect for the player. What I love in regard to that soundbite is the fact that Monty is Monty's pointing to something that is so obvious to anybody that has ever had that player-coach relationship when he says I have to hold everyone accountable accountable (laughs) the accountability once again this is what a head coach must do he makes demands he makes demands on players and if those players do not produce based on his demands and what it is he's asking them to do now he's got to hold them accountable
0: yeah that's coaching. And, and and I don't think anybody had any sort of concern about Monty Williams or DeAndre Ayton until Game 7 of the playoffs. And at least for me, I still didn't have any concerns until Monty Williams didn't answer a question afterwards and said that's just internal. And then we just never heard from anybody again. And so, was my concern level high between Monty Williams and, and DeAndre Ayton? No. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, as, as you just heard Monty say right there, described their relationship as calm. And that's a pretty DA Monty Williams way to describe Something. And Monty Williams is, you know, he's not huge on talking to the media, and, I, and that's fine. That's cool. But he seems like a, uh, it, it just, it, he has all the respect in the world, even before he got here, from most players around the NBA. He's an outstanding coach. He should be back to back coach of the year winner. He got robbed two years ago, but whatever. I don't have any concerns about Monty Williams, and I don't have any concerns about his relationship with DeAndre Ayton. But it was good to finally hear him say that, Wolf, because what has changed since after game seven is. We know DA's coming back. And probably for the long haul, the more and more, you know, it looks like uh, he's at least here for six months, and and there's a good chance he's still here for the rest of his career. If that's going to be the case, you got to know those two are on the same page.
1: You know, yeah, absolutely, Luke. It's so interesting because I I think of the relationship between money and DA and where it's at right now. Because what was the last time? What was the last time that we're actually practicing or playing? Basketball. When was the last time? Was that Game Seven? Well, is that what you said if, right there? If you count Game Seven as basketball, then yes, yes, exactly, Game Seven. So you know now, all of a sudden, whatever it was that happened between Monty and DeAndre Aiden that has been there. It, it's it's there. It happened. And how is Da going to react from this point forward, based on whatever it was that happened? How is Monty Williams going to react to DeAndre Ayton, whatever it was, based on that incident? Whatever it was that happened, how is this relationship going to get better, or how is it going to change or is it going to get worse. Well, and
0: since then DA has gotten paid and if you are of the mindset and I think most of us are that the best way right now for the Suns to improve this season is for Deandre Ayton to take another step. You know, we always talk about Chris Paul and Devin Booker holding DA accountable and that's great and it's true. But let's not kid ourselves. If DA is really going to take another step, it's going to be because of DA first and foremost, but Monty Williams second. So, it's not it's not just can they have an okay relationship? They've got to have a great relationship if this team's going to win a title.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, I think Monty Williams. I've said this many, many times. I think his demeanor. I think his approach. I think of the guy and the man that he is right now. I don't think that DeAndre Ayton could have a better mentor, a better coach I agree. than Monty Williams yep. right now, and how he's going to approach this. It's one of the reasons why. Again, I I'm fascinated. The number one question I have going into this season, right now, for the Phoenix Suns is DeAndre Ayton and how getting paid and the incidents of what happened with Monty Williams changes him. Uh,
0: also in that same interview, and I haven't heard this cut yet, so uh, <laughs> we will be reacting live on the air with this one. This is, uh, is Monty Williams. His thoughts on just the whole Kevin Durant saga and the rumors to Phoenix this offseason.
3: I never talked to any of our guys about that. Uh, mm-hmm. One, people don't understand how hard trades are to pull off. And when I first heard about the Kevin Durant stuff, I was kind of blown away by it just because, you know, we've been and so blessed here to have guys who want to come at the same time <clears throat> at the expense of what was my thinking and i like our team i love our guys but i wasn't going to have conversations that didn't need to be had i think our guys are mature enough to understand that part of our business. Um, and So I didn't want to have conversations about stuff that didn't need to be brought up and and part of it is because I've been in the business so long it's just hard to pull trades off you know and so that was my thinking. Well it it
0: sounds so simple but and and Monty said a lot in there but the one thing he said right in the middle of you know I I love the team we have for all the teams that were linked to Kevin Durant or rumored or just loosely kind of tossed in there the Suns and the Celtics in particular can honestly just walk away from it and be like yeah I like the team we had you know Boston was in the finals last year the Suns were in the finals the year before those are two teams that can honestly look in the mirror and be like yeah we wanted Kevin Durant but we're fine without him and I don't know that most other teams can like Toronto can't possibly look and say, oh, we're going to win a title this year with or without Kevin Durant, because they're not. But the Suns and Celtics at least have a legitimate shot.
1: Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Luke, but um, I have to tell you right now, after listening to that, I am absolutely blown away that he did not talk to Mikael Bridges. He did not talk to Cam Johnson. He didn't have any type of interaction or conversation with these guys based on all the talk that was out there. And it wasn't just it wasn't I'm not talking about in the media. You know, if it's in the media, of course, hey, listen, this is something that also is going on behind the scenes with the agents and the players. Um, I'm not calling, hear me well on this one, I'm not calling Monty Williams a liar. He never talked to any of these guys about it. Man, I, I'm uh, that one right there. I, I'm having a hard time uh, responding to anything else. Well, I'm hoping he does though, right?
0: Else. I mean, it, the the hope is that James Jones has been talking to them, and and Monty Williams will before the start of the season.
1: That that's, yeah. that's my hope at least. Yeah, I I just honestly. Um, Yeah, that is a shock to me right there. Uh, He loves the fact that guys want to come here and be a Phoenix Sun. Yeah, that's really cool. I could see where he'd kind of be blown away where, you know, KD, and he said it, KD was like, man, I'd love to play with Devin Booker down there, you know, which means, of course, he'd love to play for Monty Williams. Um, But you heard him then throw in, but at what expense? Yeah,
0: No, and I think that's what a lot of Suns fans are wrestling with. I mean, at at the end of all this, it is a good spot to be in where a guy like Kevin Durant actively wants to come play for your team. That that was not a rumor. That was yes. that was legit. Uh, but I think a lot of Suns fans wrestled with the idea of okay, do we have to blow up this team to bring in a guy that we don't know here? You know, and, and I do think it would have worked for Durant here. I really do because I think this is the right team for him, to, the right type of team for him to be on. But that's not happening right now, at least. Uh, All right, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. we come back, what's the Cardinals' 53-man roster going to look like with final cuts approaching on Tuesday? ArizonaSports.com Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake made his prediction. He'll join us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Nobody for me. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's yeah, yeah. Sports hey, I'm Station.
1: Syrup sandwich, for nothing, I'm counting, but now I'm All right,
0: cut down day is running, Tuesday. You heard the clip from Cliff Kingsbury uh, earlier in the show where it sounds like he may cut some of these players for their own benefit before Tuesday so they have more time to try and catch on with another team. Wolf is in Tennessee, but he's here with us. Tyler Drake, our own Tyler Drake of ArizonaSports.com, our Cardinals reporter. Is in studio with me right now, Tyler. You, uh, you, you, you did the. You have to do this every year, right? This is like the rite of passage. You have to, um, you have to, you have to go through and predict the fifty-three man roster for the Arizona Cardinals, and you have done it. So I'm going to start with the most obvious omission on this uh, this lineup, and that is no Darrell Williams. You have to cut somebody good in the running back room, and that's the guy you have cut.
2: Yeah, yeah, it just uh, it is.
0: Great. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I mean, at the end
2: of the day, it's it's a really uh, tough room, and it's a competitive room at that. And I think Williams, as much as he brought up, uh, you know, a really strong resume from Kansas City, even got the, you know the <clears throat> the praise from Patrick Mahomes. He just hasn't really impressed as much as the other guys. You know, Jonathan Ward is that special teamer, no doubt special teamer that's gonna that's always gonna be there. He's a lock, I think. Uh, you know, Benjamin has been talked about so much that he has to for sure be a lock now at this point probably the number two guy and then you've got the rookie Keontae Ingram who I just don't think they can cut him I think he's going to get picked up somewhere and I think he's shown enough to where he can be that bruising back if they they need a change of pace from Connor for being that, that bell cow guy so you know, that would be my biggest thing. And, and the other thing with Daryl Williams is that he just hasn't been a special teamer, really, at all. He only had one carry for three yards in preseason. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Jeff Rogers and Cliff coming together and saying, which guys can help us in special teams and on offense?
1: See, this is going to be fascinating, Tyler. It really is, because tomorrow night, See, I, I think Daryl Williams, his lack of of reps in the first two preseason games, I, I think he's made this team. So, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Daryl Williams tomorrow night. Because if, in fact, he's made this team, it's not like they're going to run him out there. They're not going to run him out there at all. Um, if he is out there, boy, I think you definitely will be on to something right there with Daryl Williams. Because I, I think Daryl Williams is the guy that is a change-up back to James Conner and a change-up back to Eno Benjamin. He's kind of kind of a combination of both those guys right in the middle of James Conner and Eno Benjamin. I think Eno Benjamin, I think you're right on that. I think Eno Benjamin has made this team. I think Daryl Williams is, is a guy that is in between those two. I think he's made this team. I could be dead wrong. Man, if he has it, if they run him out there tomorrow night and he's getting 20, 25 oh. reps out on the field, I, oh, boy, look <laughs> out. You could be totally right on that, Tyler, if he gets a lot of work tomorrow night. If he doesn't get a lot of work, I, I have a hard time seeing him cut because they never really gave him the opportunity to do anything. Yeah, I guess with that, Wolf, who would... You-
2: if you're looking at that who would the guy be who's the odd man out for you then
1: well you're keeping four backs right that's what you're doing yep you're keeping four running backs right there you know um listen i, I know jonathan ward looks really really good and he is he's a he's a very very good special teams player um uh, i think maybe keontae ingram is a guy that's could possibly be let go as a six-round pick and then maybe signed to the practice squad. That's something that I think could be a possibility. We'll have to wait and see. But the running back room certainly has everyone's attention, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, I've been saying this now for a couple weeks. Whoever of those five they let go... We're going to be unhappy to let them go, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you actually have, and it's not, it's not like these guys are all, you know, <laughs> going to win the rushing title behind James Conner, but you've, you've got, you've got enough good players at that position now that you don't typically have that whoever you let go is going to sting. I don't want Keontae Ingram to end up on some other team. Now, I want to ask you about the receivers, Tyler, because you have them keeping six, and I think most people would agree with this. Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore, AJ Green, Antoine Wesley, Greg Dorch, Andy Isabella right now. Yep. Uh, specifically, Isabella, is there any sort of sense of, we're going to keep this guy because now he's finally getting better. Why would we let him go? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, is there any chance that he might be something they would use as a trade chip?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a very real possibility is if you're going to let him go, you might as well get something back from him in return. And I think if they can't find anybody to really facilitate that trade, he's probably going to be on this roster because, like you said, he's done enough to where I think if they cut him, he's going to end up somewhere else anyway. So I just think he's, he's put himself in the position where it's not so much, all right, let's 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 cut bait with this guy. He's actually showing like, hey, I'm still making progression. I'm still making a, still progressing. I'm still, you know, in this offense. I'm still locked in. I'm still learning from my mistakes. And I think that's what you want to hear if you're trying to get the most out of the guy. And and really, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think him and Dorch have a leg up on Bolden, even though Bolden's kind of had his moments too. But yeah, I think
1: Isabella is is on the 53 man unless they trade him. So Tyler, uh, go ahead and- break it down for me right now the 53 man roster how many guys do you have on offense how many do you have on defense and obviously you've got the punter the kicker and the deep snapper Ooh, so you're making me do some quick math right now <laughs> Okay,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry uh, let's see let's see 7 <laughs> 13 it looks like you have 25 and 25 there we go yeah. okay so that's pretty even. Or, oh yeah about yeah. even yeah. 25 25 and 3 yep um I, I want to ask you this too. Sticking with the receivers, Wesley's hurt and he's been hurt. Yeah. And if for some reason he's still hurt and he's not going to count against the fifty-three man roster, like that's why DeAndre Hopkins isn't counting, not because he's hurt, because he's suspended. Yep. Would they keep a sixth receiver? I'm guessing probably not. So where is that other position where they may keep an additional guy? Like, is that a tight end? Is that is it a running back? Wow, well, boy, could you keep five running backs? No. <laughs> I, honestly, I would. I would, I would probably say offensive that. line. Offensive line, okay. Yeah, because you have them keeping nine right here, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. And it
2: sounds like offensive line is one of those positions that has dealt with quite a few injuries and is one of those spots where, hey, we need to get as many bodies in here as
1: we can. So, Tyler, once again, yeah, three quarterbacks. Yep, I do. Okay, you've got three quarterbacks down. To. Trace McSorley, go ahead and punch it. <laughs> <laughs> Trace McSorley, <laughs> oh
0: Trace Trace keep him just for the song alone. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, okay, that's great. Um, so defensively, go ahead and break it down for me. Uh, how many how many DBs are you keeping? How many linebackers? So go ahead. So I've Give got a, I've got five corners on there. Uh,
2: I've got Byron, Antonio Hamilton, Marco Wilson, Josh Jackson, and the rookie Christian Matthew. I think he's okay. done enough to get on there. i got four safeties with uh, Buda, Jalen, Deontay Thompson, and Charles Washington. And for the defensive line, I have got five more guys. And Watt, Zach Allen, Rashard Lawrence, Lucky Foto, Michael Dogby. Okay, so all right, only five. Okay, great. What about linebackers there? That linebackers. You... We've got uh, six on the outside, five on the inside.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah, so there's, there's quite a few. Yeah, that is a lot right there. Okay, very interesting to see how this is all going to shake out here. But once again, you know what's fascinating to me? Just make sure you're writing down who's out on the field tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> who's, who's on the field tomorrow night, and how many reps do they get? Because they're thrown out there for a reason. There is a reason. If Saban Collins is out there, it's going to be re- really interesting to see how many reps Zayvon Collins actually gets. It's not going to be because they're trying to showcase him for a possible trade. It's going to be because they want to look at him. First of all, he needs the reps. He needs to get better. But they also want to see, I wonder if this guy can be our starter or not. That's what I think. It's going to be fascinating to see what they're going to do. Uh, Tyler, real quick,
0: Cody Ford now on, in there on the offensive line. How has uh, from what you've gathered? How well has he kind of acclimated himself to his new I like big <laughs> oh.
3: That was off a setup. I know that was.
2: <laughs> no, I've got to. Okay, Wolf, I've got to ask you, man. I've heard this. I've heard that. Come on the air so many times. Who's got the biggest base? Oh, I want to hear um, of all time we'll from you. Okay, I, on that. I,
1: I will tell you right now. It's Cody Ford. Whoa, Cody Cody Ford is the thickest dude I have ever seen. I mean, Will Hernandez is the Coke machine. Will Will the Coke machine is what uh, we, I guess they call him. A refrigerator, I think. That's, that's what DJ said. That's what DJ but called him. Yeah. I will tell you right now, I could not believe the base on Cody Ford. You're going to have Cody Ford. If, in fact, they have Cody Ford and they have Will Hernandez out there, man, I guarantee you better run some power schemes right now. <laughs> <laughs> because those two boys like to come off the ball and maul somebody.
0: Six hundred seventy pounds of offensive linemen right there, Tyler.
1: That's great work, beef Jerky. Great, great work uh,
0: all, all camp long and, uh, and, and keep it up this season. All right, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. That's Appreciate Tyler Drake. It, Tyler. Tyler Drake joining us. You can uh, read his fifty-three man roster up on ArizonaSports.com right now. Bix Picks is back for the twenty twenty-two NFL season. Text PICK to six twenty six twenty to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize seventy-five inch TV, courtesy of. Corona extra. Weekly winners are going to receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers, too. So that's not that's not bad. Text pick to 620, 620 to Enter. Coming up next, Trey Lance, three drives last night for the 49ers. What'd you think? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 987 FM arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 987 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Wolf, well, I'm, I'm going to stick to this for it, probably most of this season. In terms of players that aren't on the Cardinals, that are going to have the biggest impact on the Cardinals' season, I think Trey Lance is has got to be the guy other than like Aaron Donald. But Trey Lance is the guy because he could be awful and really set the 49ers back or he if he's really good then the 49ers <laughs> it's going to be a scary team for a while uh, last night preseason finale for the 49ers he had three drives out there against Texans didn't do much they didn't score on any of those drives you know I'm not going to take too much out of a preseason game right but at the same time and it's on here in the studio so I'm, I'm re-watching it now like he just not not a whole lot going there against the Texans of all teams
1: yeah you know um once again you, you don't want to read too- much into it. You you definitely uh, said that, and I agree with that 100%. Um... Man, um, Trey Lance is going to be the story of September for the 49ers. It's really going to be fascinating to see how he gets. I think it's important for Trey Lance to get off to a good start. It's going to be fascinating to watch and see if he does that. And you know who's going to be watching the most? Uh, (laughs) His teammates. Kyle Shanahan, all his teammates. (laughs) His teammates are going to be watching very, very closely as to how this goes. We all know the story of Jimmy G and what is going on with Jimmy G right now. Can you imagine if things don't get off to a good start for Trey Lance? Man, I, I, my heart goes out to the kid.
0: i tell you what's crazy is uh, ESPN's doing their thing sort of similar to what we had Tyler do when he was in your last segment, predicting the 53-man roster for the Cardinals. ESPN has their, their NFL Nation people predicting their 53-man rosters for each of the teams they cover. And I was looking at the 49ers this morning. They have Nate Sudfield as the backup to Trey Lance. So it's almost like Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't exist. It's the weirdest thing. But to your point, Wolf, if he goes out there, if Trey Lance goes out there and just isn't very good in the first four games, I think the 49ers have a good enough team to cover up for it record-wise, unless he's just horrible. But the teammates, his teammates are certainly going to know, like, okay, yeah, we just squeaked out a win because our quarterback is lost. And that's... One of the best things that could happen to the Cardinals, honestly, is if Trey Lance struggles early this season for the 49ers because you take your main competitor in the division behind the Rams and you just put them in total
1: chaos. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why I still believe at some point in time they, they've gotta move Jimmy G. They gotta get him out. They gotta move him so, so there's no question whatsoever, uh, inside that locker room that Jimmy G might be coming back. (laughs) I'm just saying, they gotta do it. I fully expect them to actually Get him out of that locker room at some point in time. We all know that he um, was not invited to their mini camp. <laughs> Something that I just laughed out loud when I saw it, only from the standpoint that that was a clear sign they did not even want his leadership, his intangibles, uh, the sight so of him weird. to be around. Yeah. And, um, you know, honestly, I think uh, there's a lot of pressure on Trey Lance. I, th- I hope things go well for him. He seems like he's a. Very talented guy. Seems like he's a good guy, um, but at the same time, whenever he plays the Cardinals, I hope he stinks. <laughs>
0: you know, the Jimmy G aspect of this is is so fascinating because you're right. You got to just kind of move on if you're going to move on. This is uh, Sam Acho today talking about the just the whole quarterback not controversy. I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a, it's a carousel within San Francisco. They should have no reservation. They should have no reservation whatsoever. This is the
2: decision they made I think it's a great decision I mean we are season gonna start for another two weeks and maybe some change and so even like the, the there's going to be learning a learning curve that Trey Lance experiences and that's normal that's very normal, and so there shouldn't be any reservation. They've
0: made their decision. Look, well, for me, the part of this that I question isn't them going with Trey Lance this year. It's them trading everything they did to move up and take Trey Lance before last season when Jimmy G, I mean, now now he has been on your team, however you want to view it. He got them to a Super Bowl that they were leading in the second half against the Chiefs, and he got them to the NFC Championship game last year. Now, you know, do I think Jimmy G is the greatest quarterback in the world? I do not. But my, my bigger concern if i was a 49ers fan wouldn't be that they're going with Lance now it would be that they made the move in the first place a year ago but you know if you're going to make this move you can't have Jimmy G hanging around and you can't just like hide him at some facility and be like <laughs> oh he's kind of here we're not going to trade him like you got to make the clean break at this point
1: i honestly i'm i'm stunned by this what is John Lynch doing what is Kyle Shanahan doing what why why are are they still keeping the hope the f- the possibility of Jimmy G. I know you could possibly say, hey, listen, they want they want value. They want value out of it. Well, guess what? When you drafted Trey Lance and you you didn't invite Jimmy G to the minicamp, you undercut his value. We all know he was recovering from surgery in the offseason to begin with. You don't have any value. Even though John Lynch continues to say, oh, my goodness, we've got, we demand we get a second-round pick for you. Good None luck. of it. What? Good luck. Yeah, good luck. He doesn't have value. Why are you keeping him around unless there there are discussions around that big rectangle that already are like, hey, man, I'm, I don't think Trey is the guy. I don't, I don't think he's going to be the guy. I don't think he is. You know what? Do you, are you really going to do this to a team that is Super Bowl caliber, a team that does have an awful lot of talent? Are you going to tell me right now you're going to stick to this because you gave away three First round picks to move up to that spot to get it. Are you going to tell me you're going to sacrifice the entire season because of that? Um, man, that
3: yeah, that's, that that's is a, a lot. bad situation
1: <laughs> to be in.
0: Well, because on the surface, the the obvious football move is okay. Who gives you the best chance here? Go ahead and keep Jimmy G. If you want to start Trey Lance, that's fine. If Lance isn't good, you go to Jimmy G. If Lance gets hurt, quarterbacks do. You go to Jimmy G that's on the surface though Wolf but what you're saying and I completely agree with it is if you keep Jimmy G on this roster it breeds so much just indecision around the team and it looks like even if it's not what you're you're trying to say or even if it's not what you feel it looks like you don't have full confidence in the decision you made and I just keep coming back to the players like you said the players are going to look around and be like yeah okay we're three and two but we're winning despite our quarterback and we already know we can get to the NFC championship with the other guy so it's like if you're going to move on you got to move on like you can't do this like halfway dance and if it really is because they think they're going to get a second round
1: pick yeah that's not going to happen it's not cool that is not going to happen right there man if if, you know you said you said what was it uh three and two how about one and three well that would be an issue one and three and here we've got jimmy g right here what are you doing john lynch what are you doing kyle shanahan this guy is better right now what are you doing You're sacrificing the entire season because you moved up to draft trade. I mean, that is a bad, bad vibe. In a locker room,
0: honestly. Well, if I'm looking at their schedule and it starts easy, okay. They they're in Chicago week one. They host Seattle week two. But then they're in Denver and they host Aaron Donald and the helmet swinging Rams. You if you if you don't go two and zero in those first two games, this could get real dicey the first month of the season. Yeah. Like if you dicey. split. Like what if he goes out there and, and they lose to Chicago or something, and then maybe they beat Seattle. But you, know, you got Russell Wilson and then the Rams after that. Like okay, we'll see. It's gonna be fun to watch because obviously if san francisco implodes i think the cardinals are a playoff team probably anyway but if san francisco doesn't get in i think the cardinals are <laughs> definitely a playoff team uh, all right we come back who's going to be the focus in preseason game number three for the cardinals who has the most on the line fulcrum football is next it's the wolf and luke show 987 fm arizona sports station